welcome to the podcast. I'm Zach Young, and joined always by me is the Kaiju Commander to my Captain Comics. Captain... Captain Bays. Captain no. Bays, that's not me. I'm Captain Young. He's Commander Bays. Tanner Bays, as always. Hello, and welcome to the people of the nation. We're going to botch this intro today. It's fine. Honestly, I don't feel like attempting it again, so we're just going to roll with it. Sheesh. I'm tired. That happens. We have... Third we, person is back. Yes, we have a, a returning guest. Lieutenant Green. Everybody's favorite Civil War-related <laughs> disease, gangrene. Filthy fucking casual. <laughs> my, my favorite, buddy. Did he just the call G-Man. you a disease? He's off the pod. It wouldn't pod. be the first time. He, he's off the pod. He's, <laughs> he's we going. can't have another pandemic on top of this pandemic. Gangrene <laughs> is my favorite G-letter disease. I don't know, gonorrhea is a heavy hitter. Um, I, I'm taking gangrene. Because <laughs> I say with the gang. Galstones. <laughs> well, with us on this side and Techie on the other, this is the Kaijun Comics Podcast, where, as you can tell, we talk about anything else. <laughs> so I brought today my 36-page open-ended question about gangrene and its effect during the mid-1800s. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect time for me to take a nap. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Ready. News, 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 news. Yes. Warner Brothers has announced the next DC fandom. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. This is where, it's their substitute, well, New York Comic Con, or San Diego Comic Con, well that stuff doesn't happen. This isn't just DC stuff, this is all stuff because Marvel also makes their announcements around this time. Never mind, we won't do news today. Okay, I'm uh, kidding, I'm kidding! Welcome to the, another episode of Filthy Casual, where we talk about. Uh, so we now, we know some of the things that they'll be talking about, it's just all announcements. So that'll be October 16th. Stuff like all the new live-action movies, the Flash movie, Batman movie. Wait, so this is an announcement of when we're going to make announcements? Basically. Then I stand by me falling asleep. (laughs) But also, we know that we'll be getting trailers and first looks at these things that have already been announced. So, like, a new trailer for the Batman movie. We're taking all the stuff we were going to do at Comic-Con and we're going to do it somewhere else. Yes, since there is no Comic-Con. Okay, then, all right. They did it last year, too. Like, I was like, gaming's been doing it for years. We yeah. stopped doing E3 and all that other shit, so. Did yes. we? Yes. Okay. They have their own directs now instead of doing conferences at those events. And then they just Those events them suck to E3. go to now. Literally, it's only, like, big wigs and, like, company people who really get anything out of going to, like, E3. And there's another one that I know is really prevalent. It's not the PAXs. It's the other one, and I can't remember. South by Southwest? No. Um... It's not Gamescom. I'll, I'll think of it later, and then I'll splurt it out, and Zach will get mad that I said it while we're talking about something else, but I'll remember <laughs> then. That's true. But, like, we know we're going to get new trailers and first looks at, like, the Flash movie, the Batman movie, the Aquaman sequel, the Shazam sequel. We are going to get more information on the Suicide Squad game, the Kill the Justice League game. Yes. And the Gotham Knights game. Somewhat good. And also, stuff about the Injustice Animated movie and the League of Super Pets movie. We just know we're going to be getting more information about that. They might announce new stuff. Last year is when they announced the Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, Uh-oh. like, momentous shit happens because it's their substitution for Comic-Con. We don't know if they're going to go back to Comic-Con next year. This might just be their thing now. Who knows? We also have the Midnight Suns gameplay trailer, which yes. you remember a lot more about than I do. Yes, it was It was definitely hard as hell. I'm really, I'm really down. The let the, uh, Get the negatives out of the way. Three characters per level kind of sucks. And I don't think that's a 
outrageous thing to say. Especially when they're probably going to lock us in with yeah. the hunter for a lot of with it. the main character. Who does look cool. Yes. I'm not complaining about the main character. I even will be using the female version because I've been told by a couple of people that I don't like female heroes, but I find that to be very untrue. But the game looks fun. I'm ups- I'm not upset. I am. I'm upset that it's only three characters. But there's a lot of things that are going on. They're telling you that you can, you're going to create these relationships with these characters. I don't know if that's just going to be flavor text or if it'll mean something. Does anything in-game in the fighting aspect? The card thing? It will unlock... If you build up relationships with people, you will unlock tag team moves with those characters. I just hope those tag team moves I can... I don't know if I want to use them more than one. That's the thing. I, like, I need to see more of this game. Yeah. The seventh, we get to see... Somebody and somebody fight Sabretooth. I don't know if you saw that at the end of the... At, at the end of both trailers, as you see, I think, Hunter and Blade or Hunter and Ghost Rider. Hunter and Wolverine might be. Okay. Fight uh, Sabretooth. So, hopefully we'll get to see it actually in-game and not just the trailer where we get the little thing here, little thing there. Uh, everybody looks cool. All the cinematic things look sick. It's very... Definitely seems a lot more cinematic-based than... I don't want to say tactical based, but it doesn't remind me as much of XCOM as I think I want it to, but I'm also okay with that. Yeah, and it's, you were saying before, it's card based, which I yes I like. I like card based games like that. I hope it's good. <laughs> I I just, I hope it's fun. I've poured many hours into Slate the Spire. I'm, I'm okay with card yeah, based. Yeah, that game actually spanks. I played the, what's the, <sighs> just continue, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, we talked about DC Fandom, the Aquaman sequel. We have been given a first look at his suits. Uh, the one suit is literally the classic suit that he earns okay. in the movie. The and then the movie. Yeah. there's a stealth suit that's just black instead of gold and then a dimmer green. Yeah. Okay. They look cool. I I hope... They, I gave, have, they gave us a cool little classic suit for Aquaman. I don't need anything I else as far I just, as suits I hope are it's better than the first one. All right, and then... Will Smith? Yeah. Why? Is it talking fish? Then Marvel Comics released upcoming eight upcoming tentpole titles. Is this that? Yes. Okay. This is the slot thing, right? Kind of. Okay. I was reading more into it today. Oh, They're all tied in under this timeless name, but yes. they don't seem connected. They don't all seem connected from the outright. Some definitely are, though. This is Devil's Reign, which is going to be a Daredevil Kingpin event. Yeah. Now this doesn't seem like it's connected to it because this is said to be kind of the crescendo to Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run. Okay. So I don't really get how that would tie in. You have Avengers Forever, which is going to be kind of like an Exile-style multiverse team of Avengers. The first one going out saying is that it involves Tony Stark, who is known as the Invincible Ant-Man. Hmm. So either that's a typo on Marvel's website, or this is them actually saying, look, the multiverse is weird. And I say, but what if we just did more Exiles? But that's fine. <laughs> then we have the actual timeless story. It's going to be something with Kang the Conqueror trying to save mm-hmm. the timeline. Which could be neat. E- every farther one I get down, the less we know about it, because the farther off it is. Then we have the X-Lives and X-Deaths of Wolverine. Yes. They said this is supposed to usher in the second Krakoan Age, kind of do what House of X and Powers of X was doing. I like the logo, how it's the same thing flipped over for the two different ones. And we have a new She-Hulk book, okay. which is just says that she's going to try to get back to her lawyer roots. Yeah, I saw that. 
Who's Knight? Then we have the Fantastic Four, The Reckoning War. This is the Dan Slott thing. We assume this will tie in with She-Hulk because Dan yeah. Slott initially uh, coined it and teased it with She-Hulk over 15 years ago. So this is very... this is hopefully big planned by Slot, who, when he has the time to really plan things out, mm-hmm. has made some good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm extremely excited, because it is still Dan Slot, yeah. but, you know, that sounds pretty crazy. And then we have a Moon Girl and Devil <gasps> Dinosaur story. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm gonna, I'm actually, I think I actually might buy a comic book. <laughs> he said that about Ultra Mega, too. Yeah, but then I, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> then you bought it. <laughs> I was like... I didn't buy issue. I still don't have issue three. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one... Again, we don't have a lot of information about it because that's the one all the way in the back. How how much do you need? It's Double Dinosaur. It's also Moon Girl. Hey, I love myself some Moon Girl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's canonically the smartest character in the Marvel Universe. Yep, and you know what she also is? Not very good in Marvel Future Fight. But you get a free Double Dinosaur. Oh, Right, you have any comic book or kaiju-related news headlines? No. Okay. I have other related news lines. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. I've got a lot. Go ahead. Okay, I have a little. Go ahead. What is your thing? I don't have anything. <laughs> You're an ass. That's how it I need works. That. Anyway, <laughs> happy birthday to Idris Elba, uh, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, and my sister. Uh, I thought he was just going to say happy birthday to my sister. I was going to say, I'm going to cut that out. But then he threw in Idris Elba, so now I have to leave it in. <laughs> I have Idris Elba news. Oh, God. Do you? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's his birthday. That's what you're going to say. You that man now, can, you can restate, rap. Can you restate everything you said? Because you were doing this right at the moment. Oh, the my bad. time you said it. <clears throat> Idris Elba can rap. Look up Courtney Cox on Spotify. It absolutely is fire. Or on Google. But you might get different results. Uh, and lastly, um, the so this is the for you, baby, huh? Lastly, for you, baby. Actually, it is about a baby. So, Nirvana's Nevermind has a picture of this baby on the front. Oh no, <laughs> I, really I know about this. About this. <laughs> I do not want to talk and, about this at all. And so, as you can see, he is this naked. Is in- it, this actually is some dumb shit. Yeah. So, um, the baby, the guy is now all grown up, and so he's an artist. And so the the rest of the members of Nirvana blew off his art show and didn't want to come to it. So he's now wanting to sue them for child pornography. Now, the original intent for this actual, like... Um, cover and everything was underwater birth like that's what Kurt Cobain thought of it but now he's dead so like that was him he thought of all of it if you're gonna sue Nirvana sue the dead guy alright I just won't talk about <laughs> the, this on the podcast. the actual anymore. funny thing about that I was waiting for you to pause it to get my thing in is yeah. that like he did reshoots of himself in the pool remaking that cover yes. not that long ago <laughs> so for someone who wants right. to sue over like embarrassment or something for it yeah. odd that you then went and you did that right beforehand that, that's, that's that's why that's I'm just, on this being some bullshit. Yeah. Because I just don't have time for those types of people. Tanner, you look a little malfeased. What's the what's the issue? 
Tanner's all good with music, except for when it's not about rap. Facts. <laughs> facts. That, that's, that's a hard yeah, fact no. right there. I'm good with music. How was the new Drake except, album? Except for when it's specifically about rock music. How was the new Drake album? I didn't listen to it all the way yet. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so, so, so the new Drake album comes out on the same day that Shang-Chi dropped. So seemingly the actor who plays Shang-Chi went on Twitter and said, you know, it's finally the day. It's finally out. And then at the ver- there's like a bunch of spaces. And at the bottom it says, now listening to Drake's <laughs> I love that. He's so good on Twitter. I love He's that. so good on Twitter. Nice. So yeah. what else do we have left? Oh, I have um, I have the wrestling thing. Oh, uh, actually, I want to talk about this. Yeah, but I was just leaving that pause for the ring bell. There we go. Now we're good. All right, I want to talk about this. Well, first, I got to talk about the actual headline, which is the NXT changes. Because I'm cross. Okay. Actually, I do care about this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I've, been, I, I've been letting the news build up over the past few weeks for it. We have the new logo. Yeah. Sorry, it's over your face. Uh, actually. No, you can put it over my I, face. I don't, I don't know if it'll fit above your head. We'll see. No, put it on my face. Block me out for this segment. Okay. I know nothing about wrestling. Wait, you ready? Wait. <laughs> and then, it's going to be a Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard production. Who's Bruce Pritchard, for those who don't know? It's just, it's me. one of Vince's lackeys. There's a few of them. Uh, the news reports are now changing to say that Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Matt Bloom will still have control of day-to-day operations. Those are the ones that have day-to-day operation control now or before. So maybe nothing will change, but also things are definitely changing. It's like, I don't know. I'm very done with NXT now. Just I would be a, done. Like, especially when one of their biggest stars left, and we'll talk about where they went in a little bit They're here. Just, just telling us that Triple H still has day-to-day controls is, please don't go away. He's still here. Yeah. It's just pandering to your audience that is really upset that you've done this. Because I don't think that Vince doesn't know that people are upset. Yeah. But so you've been theorizing lately that this is Vince trying to screw over his company. Yep. In prep for something. It is a I heard thing. Tom Campbell from the Cultaholic podcast gave a different idea that I think might work a lot bit more. I think Vince is making WWE the company that he's always wanted it to be. Because now that AEW exists, WWE doesn't have to be pro wrestling. Alright, I'm because WWE's not gonna go away. Their household name. So they could really do whatever they want, but without someone like AEW in the mix, that's your default WWE becomes your default for pro wrestling. But it doesn't have to be anymore. I'm not gonna say WWE is gonna be before AEW exists, he could have done whatever he wanted. Yeah, but you're still they're then held under the scrutiny of being pro wrestling. But he he didn't have to care. He had a monopoly on wrestling. Mm. He didn't have to care. You're telling me, as a casual person, you knew of anything other than wrestling being WWE? Yes. What? Then what did you know? I I I'd heard... Because I knew... I was a casual... I still am a casual fan. WWE was where you went to go watch wrestling. There was no... There was nothing else. But I've heard of different names, and just because you're the top doesn't mean you can't be dethroned. You have you to... You can't. He, he literally couldn't. Then why does AEW exist? It's not nearly as big as WWE. And it but never but it's be. getting there. It, no, it's not. You you say it's not. It, you say that like hindsight doesn't exist. Like it, it doesn't. The, the only WWE reason is give it five years. Give it five years, and I want to hear your opinion on the statement. The only I'm, reason why no, AEW is getting there in a way is that they matched their ratings last week. But WWE has been dropping in ratings for years. They're still making billion dollar deals with Fox. Yeah. Like if it's a, from a money game standpoint WWE is making way way more than AEW is so it 
this could be really disrespectful to AEW, but the reason why AEW is as prevalent as it is currently is because they're poaching the talent from WWE. It's not a. It's not making WWE fans AEW fans. We're currently possibly in that trajectory, but it's just WWE fans that have their favorite wrestlers who got dropped from WWE. It's not we're becoming AEW fans. They don't care about the current AEW wrestlers that aren't WWE related. I, I am now because yeah, I saw so I that like, there's a Jurassic Express, which is the greatest tag team of all wrestling which, history. To point it out, AEW strategy is exactly what just happened. Yeah. Okay. So is because they just, of course, signed CM Punk and two other guys just jumped over that we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Bring those fans over, and maybe they'll just happen to find. Maybe they'll be big fans of Darby Allen when he mixes it up with Punk. Maybe they'll. Attached to MJF when he's fighting Chris Jericho, like, or they'll see Jurassic Express and go off. It makes less sense now for Vince to be turning it into what he wants to do that now when he's losing everybody. That, like, makes less sense to me than if he would have done it two or three years ago when he had wrestling by the balls. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, It's time to. When, When he literally owned everything and there was nothing else to watch, why wouldn't he do it then? That makes no sense. Unless there was, unless I guess there's somebody in the front office that was keeping him from doing it that isn't there now, but still Vince is the end all be all. So what does it matter? It could be a Nick Khan thing, the president of WWE, who did an interview recently. Okay. We never hear from Nick Khan. He did an interview recently, SummerSlam weekend, and just to give you a nice little uh, little preview of where his mind is at, he was asked about the length of Raw. Think would you do you think it'd be better for Raw if it was two hours? And Nick Khan said, honestly, I think it'd be better for Raw if it was four hours because then it would make more money. And that's all you that's I think that's all I think that says it all. Hmm. Interesting interview because we don't hear anything from the president of WWE. He does still have to answer to Vince because Vince is the owner of the company, but I do think it's a Nick Khan thing that Nick Khan came in and he's like whispering in Vince's ear and being like, well, we could do this now. And I think before. Hunter probably Hunter and Steph probably had some influence on the world. Like, yeah, but this is wrestling. That's why Brawl and SmackDown were still doing this BS, but NXT was this safe haven of pro wrestling for a bit. I don't know. Like, I like it. Uh, there's a lot of psychology here and a lot of names and, let's be frank, big egos involved that are doing things. Vince McMahon might have the biggest ego of any man that's ever well, lived. You know. And I think, I think it was a Blompier video where he said, Vince McMahon has the biggest ego, and he's really out of touch, but in a way, he almost deserved to be, because wrestling wouldn't be what it is now without him. So, like, it's it's really the the balance of, I still want him to go away, because I want wrestling to be good everywhere yeah. again. But that's fine, because even while WWE fails, and I can cancel my recordings for Raw SmackDown at NXT, AEW still exists. Yep, and, and it's a, getting better. And a bunch of us got together last night, and we watched the all-out pay-per-view. If you're wondering why my voice is weak, <laughs> It was good. <laughs> it was very good. Mm, it was good. It was very good. There is literally an entire match that blew. The match was like three minutes long. I th- okay, then there's two matches because I'm talking about two. Then you're not speaking on what I'm speaking on. What match are you speaking uh, on? The casino battle royale that sucked. It was it was a casino battle royale. It was and it was bad. See, I was talking about the Paul the Paul White, match. yeah. Which also, I, as the biggest Big Show fan and the ever lived i still can yeah it was bad <laughs> which 
I was on Reddit looking at the reactions and everyone said the exact same thing I did, which was, it was, re- which, it was nice having this little uh, cool down right after Punk before the main event. I was yeah. like, yeah, that was the point. <laughs> that was definitely the point. Uh, I didn't hate the Casino Battle Royal. I didn't love it. I think it was just that... Uh, I just think the talent's not great. I think it's because I also actually like Ruby Soho. So when she came out at the end, I was just like, cool, yay, I love this. Ruby Soho is a drop WWE talent, by the way. Okay. Yeah. But also, like, while watching the match, like, me and Bobby were getting into Thunder Rosa doing stuff. So it was just kind of like, oh, no, now you're finding people you like. Yeah. It... Say what you want to say. Go ahead. Like, just knowing that it's staged, like, they're not fighting. The most of it is It's like... That doesn't bother me. Like, that, that's what bothers me. I don't know. I watch anime and movies. It doesn't bother me. I, well, like, to be fair, that is probably the best defense I think yeah, a like, wrestling yeah. fan can ever give. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I completely understand why you would like it. It's just not my thing. Because, because a lot of, even the, like, one-on-one matches with some of the people, it was just like, we're just going for moves here, right? Because I've never seen wrestling. Story. Yeah, I've again. I've never seen wrestling, so this is my first time, yeah, ever, watching. So yeah, it's we're telling a story. Most of the time, especially with pay per view matches, you're telling a story through your match. That's why like, like MGF, MJF versus Chris Jericho wasn't a big high spot match, but it was a big story match. MJF stealing moves from Jericho. Jericho trying everything he can to not fade away and lose. And then, of course, the rope thing at the very end, which people are very divided on. And I understand why it's not like AEW to do a dusty finish and recoil. But much like me, a lot of people were... It got the desired reaction in that people were angry that Jericho might have been screwed out of his career and then a big plate of joy when it was reversed. So, like, it's that story thing. Like, that's why I was telling Darian is where, like, there are some rules in wrestling, like... When both competitors go down, a 10 count starts until one of them get back to their feet. That sometimes we ignore because that kind of stuff is really just meant to put drama into it and not actually end the match. Yeah. Uh, I know that when I watched wrestling, it was a learning experience. Uh, one thing that I learned is that uh, you do not kick out of the one-winged angel. You that, do not kick out of the one-winged angel. And uh, <laughs> it's something serious. <laughs> You know, Christian Cage got hit with the one-winged angel, and I'm pretty sure he's dead. He might not. Hit. He might have not woken up yet. Honestly, it's type nasty. Yeah. And then one day someone will kick out of the one-winged angel, and it will be a gigantic pop because holy shit, they just kicked out of the one-winged angel. What a legend! What is the one-winged angel? So don't worry about it. It's, if it happens to you, you'll never know what happened to you. You'll just yeah. wake up the next day. Okay. <laughs> if you even wake up the next day. Yeah. It's Kenny Omega's finisher. You it's ever super Fantasy? protected. You know who Sephiroth is? All right, so moving on. <laughs> yep. Then that's all I have for you know. the news of the news. What? We're not going to talk about the big thing? Oh, yeah. I thought, it sounded like you were trying to wave me away from talking about All Out, so I was just like, No, 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 no. Okay, no. I, I wanted to get to the, the, the big, so, yeah. ba-bum. Main event happens, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Good match. It was a good match. Uh... It, it did not get all the attention I should have given it. I had maybe the funniest man I've ever sat that next was. to next to me, just talking about things. It was, I literally couldn't breathe for half of the match. I felt like I was hit with the one-way angel. Yeah. There was a good, 
There was like two table spots, and I love a table spot. Yes. One of them, everyone missed except for me and Gene, which is kind of sad. Was it the very beginning of the match, Christian yeah. Cage was ringside. Kenny Omega reached down, pulled the table over top of him, jumped up and stomped on okay, it. Yeah, and I was like, that, that one was I missed. beautiful. I saw like, that was, on the replay. I was like, oh, I It was that. just like, that's fucking great. And yeah. then, of course, a table gets set up, and I was just like, I love a table match because I don't know when this is going to get hit. Omega almost landed a one-winged angel through it, which would have probably killed the man. <laughs> but how'd they go? What was it? A suplex through it in the end? No, it was... Didn't Christian... He was running off the side of the ring, and then he, like, oh, yeah, speared it was a, him. Yeah, it was it. a spear through it. Spears through tables are kind of weird in their setup, but the table shatter looked Honestly, nice. Honestly, they're always my favorite. <laughs> table spots are just great. Spears <laughs> are just great. <laughs> table spots are amazing. I love a good table spot. So the match finally ends, and the Elite, which is the Young Bucks, who we didn't talk about, even though I think that was my match of the night, was Young Bucks nah, versus CM Lucha Bros. CM Punk was... It was a good match. There was a lot of pockets of good stuff. The crowd helped that match a lot. I, the I the energy helped, and uh, my father going insane also kind of helped. I say the the tag match was my third favorite match. I say the tag match was probably my match of the night, just from sheer Young Bucks and Lucha Bros are mental, and I love them. It was fun, yeah, yeah. Th- Dave, <laughs> I loved you saying if he pulls a cleat out of that bag, I'm I'm rioting, and then he pulls a fucking cleat out. It was not. It was a Jordan with tacks in it. I was like, that is not a cleat. Okay, but like. <laughs> Are the Young Bucks going to wear anything but Jordans? I have no idea. I don't know about the Young Bucks. I didn't know if we were balling. I saw him with a basketball early. I was like, what's going on? So maybe I should have put it together. <laughs> but yeah, that that was insane. I, I see stuff like that, and I keep forgetting that I'm watching AEW, so I'm just like, they're not going to get hit with it. WWE's not going to do blood. I'm watching WWE. He put it on. He super kicked them. Mm-hmm. Risky thing to do when you're facing luchadors, because you don't want to rip their mask off. Yeah, and that the one had almost happened yeah. to Ray Phoenix, who I keep forgetting is po- possibly the goat of that entire company. There you go. To be in a tag team and pull out the shit that Ray Phoenix was doing. There was just one he part was where going he was nuts. just going, and I was just like, yeah, this guy is just really good. He, was he the Aztec-looking one or the gold one? He was the gold one. The gold one was getting right. The yeah. gold one, yeah. The Aztec-looking one is uh, Pentagon. Yeah, Pe- Pentagon was getting right, too, but he was not getting, no, they're all he was not getting right right. <laughs> and, yep... He wasn't type nasty. <laughs> so the elite come out to beat up Christian Cage, which is the Young Bucks and then Gallows and Anderson. And as they're going, the Jurassic Express and a few other guys Luchasaurus. come out and they, they try to equal it, but they're failing. And then the lights go out. Kenny Omega's cutting a promo. Anyone who wants to challenge me isn't here, is tired, or is already dead. Now, what Gene pointed out, because I said it and I don't know if any of you heard me, is that in... Yes. AEW canon, Adam Cole was dead. Was dead. He was killed by the Elite when he was kicked out because he signed with WWE. So Adam Cole's music hits and he comes out and the crowd's insane. Now something happened and I'll reveal because this is a thing. There's a thing about AEW that I keep forgetting is a thing. And if I would have remembered, I would have known that this was about to happen. Adam Cole then super kicks. Was it Jungle Boy? I'm pretty sure it was Jungle Boy. I'd want people to know at this point, he super kicks Jungle Boy and I said, what? What's going on? And then I see him fucking go up and hug all the elite. I said, I'm done. I threw shit and I walked out of the room. I go to the bathroom and I'm like, that's not going to end like that. I was like, there could be somebody else. And I okay, I get done real fast. I walk out. Go ahead, Daniel. And uh, Daniel Bryan is coming. <laughs> Otherwise, Bryan Danielson in AEW. Daniel Bryan is a name owned by WWE, but he can be Bryan Danielson, which is his actual name. 
And something that I that AEW does that I didn't think about when Adam Cole was coming out is that if you're facing the stage, if they come out of the left side, they're almost always heels. And Adam Cole came from the left side. Daniel Bryan came from the right. Because <laughs> he's a legend. He came out, he mixed it up, and I said this during the CM Punk match, but I can say it here too, how happy I am that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk had songs as their entrance music that are not owned by WWE. Tony Khan can license Cult's personality, and I think Flight of the Valkyries is just public domain. Which... I think you're correct. Yeah. Yes. Which Daniel Bryan's was a bit of a remix of it, and it's a bit of a remix now, but it's still the same opening, so you know who it is Same thing with the, uh, the Big Show's opening. It sounded exactly like it, but it just wasn't it. <laughs> the entire song was different. But it was still the... Well, it was that guy. It was the dude. <laughs> but yeah, I just... I, fuck, I love pro wrestling when it's good. I love to love pro wrestling, and yeah. when you were watching WWE for years, it's hard to love pro wrestling. Yeah. We... We need to talk about something. Do we? From AEW. Okay. We completely j- jumped over the John Moxley match. Yes. Because a lot of that stuff doesn't stick in my head because I'm not a big New Japan fanboy. Not to hate on New Japan fanboys. New Japan is fucking something. The guy who came out. He was nice. That was Suzuki. I don't remember yeah. his first name. Yeah. He was getting right. I really enjoy when like because they they're doing a thing where they trade the blows right and then he goes off the the Suzuki goes off the uh, the ropes and he comes back and then Moxley goes to do something and just how fluidly the guy ducks under it and goes behind him and puts it what he put him in was it a sleeper hole yeah it looked clean as hell yeah this I was I, I want to watch that match yeah, that's Mo- what I want to see Moxley is doing this thing where he's getting challenged and challenging old New Japan stars and they're just coming in and. Just, and it's because I think people don't understand that Moxley is really good because his time as, as Dean Ambrose was wacky and since he's been Moxley again, he's been more of a hardcore wrestler, which was kind of always Moxley's stick. It feels like we're kind of making the same inches like, just so you know, this guy's also phenomenal in the ring. Yeah. He can make stuff look good and he can take it good. And to again go back, they were trading blows. I think it was like the third one. Suzuki winds up, clocks him, and Moxley stumbles. Literally gives him the, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a minute. Like, let me get my footing. And then hits it. And I don't know if you noticed, but Moxley enters to Wild Thing. Yeah. And how over he is with the crowd that they sing the fuck along to. <laughs> and then, it. just all the, I'm having, it was just last night. The matches are scrambled in my head. Yeah. But I enjoyed just about every one. I enjoyed, I even enjoyed the Casino Battle Royale a bit. I enjoyed some big moves from Paul White. The the female match. Who was that? That was DMD versus... Britt Baker versus... Litton House or something? Yeah. What's her name? You're right, Litton House. Litton House? Yeah. Yeah, that was all, that was all right. Yeah, I really like you, Britt you've Baker. You've already told me that AEW's women's division is not that great. And they, they it's not help. as good as WWE's tends to be when they let their women actually do stuff. Like, you don't have the same pop as when Becky Lynch comes out surprisingly on SummerSlam because they don't have a Becky Lynch. Yeah. Britt Baker could be that Becky Lynch. She's a heel right now. Or, you know, maybe Thunder Rosa could be. Nyla Rose is cool, so Give is Riho. Give me more Jade. For no particular reason, I enjoy her wrestling. But, yeah, it's it, like it comes down to the fact that I just think that... He's in love with Jade. <laughs> I just think the women's division comes from the fact that WWE was NXT building it up for years and then just kind of transplanting that division onto the main roster. AEW kind of built its name off of 
its like initial first shows was signing a bunch of superstar indie talent and Chris Jericho, and <laughs> it worked. And, it did. <laughs> and using that to propel its men's division to heights, like they didn't create tag teams for the tag divisions. They imported the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, which, if you can buy talent, buy talent. Absolutely. So, with their women's division, they couldn't really do that because yeah. your best women's wrestlers are in WWE. There's still a few good ones. They got a few good ones. But they are. They have to, and they're being shaky with doing this, they have to spend time developing that division, yeah. which they are doing a bit now. You, you can kind of see it in the Battle Royale. It's like, these people are getting... Little spots here and there. The commentary is trying to put over their characters, if you can hear the commentary. So, like, it is a slow-moving process, but at least we're not having... In the Divas era of WWE, we would have, like, minute matches on Raw, and that would be your women's wrestling for the week. Like, at least, like, your women's title match got a chance to breathe and go on, and then we were having a Casino Battle Royal to get our next challenger, which is now Ruby Soho. Probably should have been Thunder Rosa, but whatever. Ruby Soho has gone up do stuff with Baker and it'll be good, probably. She is good. She is good. Okay. Do you have anything else that we want to say about all that? I just want to say, say I love the way that the Darby Allen CM Punk match ended with Sting coming out and then shaking hands. And yeah. then the guy walking away half dead. That yeah, was my this, favorite part. This was a face versus face encounter. Yeah. Was, so there's that respect at it the It was end. lit. <laughs> It was tight nasty. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Darby Allen bumps like a madman, which I love. Uh, he might be one of my new favorite wrestlers. Yeah. He's insane. And I think... I think I think the Punk match was good. I think some of it was Punk not wanting to turn it up to 100 because he's just getting back to the ring. There were spots where you saw them, saw them both going and you're just like... Punk's going to be fine for a bit. I also... Uh, I genuinely think Punk is fine. I think Punk has kept himself in shape, kept yeah. doing what he needs to do, and I think he just didn't want to go full Punk and everybody forget about Darby Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like there was definitely, and of course, this show was in Chicago, so the crowd was going to be molten for this match, no matter what. Except wearing my Washington, <laughs> D.C. jersey. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. And you love the Jurassic Express. Luchasaurus is my boy. <laughs> I turned this on. Him and was did Darian and Gene get there before I had flipped it on initially and you guys saw Luchasaurus? Yes. It's just because I flipped it on in the middle of the pre-show match and Luch and they just immediately reacted, who is that guy in the mask? Because it's just the big <laughs> dude. I was like, that's Luchasaurus. And every everyone turned to me and went like, you're lying. His name is not Luchasaurus. And then he said, yeah, he has a partner, Jungle Boy, and he rides in on his shoulders. I was like, I love them. I showed you the video. That's what happens. It's honestly fantastic. Can we pull that up? <laughs> so that's what I got for wrestling. Yep. So we're going to go into main slash. Yeah, I have no sports news this week. See, Okay. We're kind of just waiting for NFL to start, and we have two months before basketball. Soccer's I mean, kicked back off. Yeah. The Premier League has started. Yeah, uh, AFC Wimbledon had their first game in Plow Lane. Arsenal has no points. They've lost three in a row. Tottenham, last time I checked, is also at the top of the table, which I'm not okay with. Uh, after their first game, Wimbledon was tied for second in League One. There you go! They are no longer tied for second <laughs> oh, in League no. One. They tied their first game at Plow Lane, which... 
considering that everyone for a good part of the portion of the match thought they were going to lose is a good thing. Yeah. Because they, Wimbledon does this thing where they score one goal and then they immediately give up two. So we were sitting with that for a while and then a third goal was scored and we were all sad and then they scored two more. So we tied, which is better than losing. Yes. (laughs) Nothing like pulling back a point. Yeah. It's better than losing. So, you know, uh, one point is better than no points. Yeah. So it also keeps them from getting three points. So. Yeah, uh, so I think they've had a few games since. It's hard to keep track of things that are yeah. happening in a different country. Yeah, that we yeah. don't get you know broadcast, especially not for the third tier of English football. I I watch Portuguese soccer, uh, football, so it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get it in a language I understand. Are we gonna go to break then? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, throw it to us. Throw it for us. To what's the break? The commercial break. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. And not me. Well, I guess we're, we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we know we know the event. Filthy casual. We just, we saw a movie. Saw a movie. Saw a movie. I did. <laughs> I saw Jungle Cruise. That shit was good as hell. Is it actually? I loved it. Yeah, actually. It's, it's still on Disney, right? Yes, it is. I'm about to go and watch that. Uh, actually, it's good as fuck. I love it. Yeah, that'll be it this week. Uh, Zach, you want to plug the socials? We went, we saw Shang-Chi. Wait, we did? Yes, we did. Thursday night, baby! Yeah. This is the only day I was off. We went, we saw it. It was... Just the three of us, I think. Just the yeah, three of us. wasn't a big group that time. It was three of us. Uh, I, I loved this. <laughs> I also loved this. Are we going to give our number rating now or are we going to hold everything for the end? Let me get... I got some notes. For the end, okay. That I can, I can throw up. I'll just throw it out. Because we have opening weekend numbers. Oh, we, of course, we record on Monday. They're not bad, actually. Better than Suicide Squad. Stop. Better than Suicide Squad. Are you f- I, like Sha- I like Shang-Chi. Suicide Squad is a better movie. It's made... Yes. It's made $71.4 million domestically. You do mean the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but I'm fuck. fucking And then... DC sucks! And 56.2 internationally. God. Which I expected a big number internationally for this movie. Why was that? Agreed. Hmm? Because... Because just the movie itself, I expect it to do better. And it wouldn't like the Hong Kong audience and it did fantastic in Hong Kong. That's a that's superhero. Yeah, that's a total of one hundred and twenty seven million point six worldwide. Damn. Which is very good. That's the second highest opening weekend under this COVID era of theaters. Black Widow is number one. Not by much. I think Black Widow is like eighty million, so we're not very far behind on oh. that. And obviously we can't all of a sudden overtake it. This is also <laughs> the highest Opening weekend for Labor Day weekend ever. Oh, of any movie or of any movie, really? and it's not even close. <laughs> wow, there we go. I don't, ha- I don't, didn't grab the numbers, but and then at the very end of the movie, there's a uh, in loving memoriam to Brad Allen. Yeah, who's that? So I looked up who it was because I was curious. He is a. He was the supervisor. He was the supervising stunt coordinator and second unit director of Shang Chi, but he's also kind of legendary in the stunts department. He was part of Jackie Chan's original crew. So as far as oh. fight choreography, stunts, that's all sort of his mark. And he passed away 
about a month before the movie came out. Oh, so, was he able to see a final cut? Do we know? Uh, I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't given info on that, but I just I looked it up that night because I was thinking about it. And I was like, "That's a name I haven't heard of, and it's something that I can remember." Let me look it up now, and I'll note it and get all the stuff because to give a to give that sort of spot at the end of the movie like that it normally means that either you're important to the movie, important to someone close, you have an importance in some way. And looking that, I was just like, especially with how good the fight choreography was in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Just noting if anyone else wanted to know what, who that uh, was. I, yeah, agreed. Yeah. That's cool. What's your, let's do favorite scene first. Favorite scene. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to be shocked with what my favorite scene is. So... Uh, we get to the Fight Club. <laughs> also, give me your give me give me your favorite scene, and then give me your second favorite scene. Okay. So my favorite scene is when they get to the Fight Club, and then I get to see Wong and Abomination fight. My second favorite scene is when he's in the locker room and he takes him back to the. <laughs> no, all that is my favorite scene because yeah. I loved. I was worried we, we they were just gonna tease that and then it not be Blonsky, but then going and seeing the cryo cell and everything, that made made the night for me. I was going to love the movie no matter what at that point, and that just made it for me. My second favorite scene is the fight at the gate. Not the when, not with uh, the Mandarin and the mom, with the Mandarin and Shang-Chi. When they're fighting and then the Mandarin jumps up in the air, shoots the things at him, and then Shang-Chi gets the things, and then it's like, oh, he's got the rings, and then the Mandarin loses. Yeah, But that I'm... fight just goes hard. Yeah, I love it when it. I love that fight when Shang Chi gets five of the rings and it becomes an even match. There's just something about the way all of that works that is just like it's really good. Yeah. Very, very, very close. Okay, go ahead. Well, I, 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 I didn't scene? think about it, but I had a question. Is he known as the Mandarin? Is that how he's referred to? Well, that's what the, he, he gave said, his he actual said, name at at dinner. He was like, "I go by many names, but this blah blah." Wasn't Mandarin well, one he didn't like? Yes, but <laughs> yes. That made you I, all I, afraid of an orange. <laughs> Made you all afraid of a food dish. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. You say, I, re- I had him, Wen Wu. Wen Wu. At yeah. dinner, he gives his actual name. Yeah. It's Wen Wu. Mm-hmm. It's not really incorrect to call him the Mandarin. Okay. But I, I said it now. Uh, I might have to come back for my favorite scene. Okay. I know, I actually, know actually, actually would it be incorrect to call him the Mandarin because now that the sister is the leader? Would she... He's dead. <laughs> huh? What does it matter if the sister's the leader? He's dead. There could be more by that, I mean, she... Uh, taking up the mantle, She's I guess. <laughs> also, he says that you made you afraid of a chicken dish, not an orange. At dinner. He said orange as well. He did say chicken dish, and then he also said orange. Orange chicken dish? That's I think I his <laughs> big moment was... Afraid of a chicken dish, but when he, like, as he was getting it, was just, like, afraid of an orange, and then, like... Oh, okay. Because he was also kind of shooting on America being America. He also said chicken dish, and then I got hungry. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Your favorite scene. Uh, probably the scaffolding scene. Damn! The scaffold fight, if not the bus scene. I don't <laughs> yeah, know that's, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah. I was just about to whisper in Gary's and be like... I mean, that's uh, what I was thinking. <laughs> the, the only big top out is that when they're out on the scaffolding, there's that big shot where they start at Shang-Chi and they go out and then they come back in. And I love I love a good sweeping shot. This movie had a lot of good ways that it was shot that I like. Absolutely. Question. Is the Aquafina bamboo a rush hour reference? Right, like... I don't know, but maybe. I'm gonna live on the hill that it is. 
I would say yeah. I, I was hoping that wasn't an opinion that was offensive. No, I, th- I genuinely think, no, I think because, oh, uh, really? It's like, it's so, it's... It, it definitely yeah. seemed like it was like Rush, yeah. not or not Rush Hour, but more so probably Woo. John Woo, I think, right? John Woo, who's John Woo? Doesn't he do a bunch of like those movies? The the very cinematic kind of stunt movies? Oh, they, I have no idea. You're not talking to the right guy. More so like parallel to Jackie Chan, I think. But more serious. Yeah, I think if that's the case, that's probably even more the case. If you're ever going to pay homage to anybody in martial arts, it's Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a rush hour kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I like the way that that was set up a bit more than. Comedy in this movie was good. Sorry to interrupt. There you go. Comedy in this movie was good. I just, I like the way that the scaffolding scene was set up a bit more than the bus scene. The bus scene does have a lot of really good stuff in it. And I remember at one point I'm watching, and this was during the bus scene, I was just like, this would have cut about three times as much if this was not Shang-Chi, if it was like Black Widow or something. And that's why I like this movie so much more. When Zach leaned over and said, Marvel knows how to do fight scenes? <laughs> because you used the Black Widow scene where we're cutting every five oh, seconds yeah. to go around, and this time, no, the camera's just panning around while the fights happen. It was like, wow. It goes hard. We're actually fighting. <laughs> and then Shang-Chi on the bus also like does like a flip over through the stuff. Oh, and I was yeah. Just like, this is just fucking Everything cool. was so liquid. Yeah. It was very cool. I didn't look up this up, and I should have, and that was how much of the stunts Simulio did himself. I think a lot. Because there's a lot of... I think I, I'm not going to... I'm going to go out on a limb because I think I know this. I think it's everything. I think he did everything himself. If somebody wants to look at I thought I remember Aquafina talking about it in an interview, and she's like, yeah. he did everything himself. Yeah, because there's a lot of like stuff where I'm watching. I was like, I don't... They're not switching out for a stunt double here. Like, this yeah. is all him. Because you get, like, these big fight scenes where, like, it's going, like, around and up, and I'm just like, we haven't cut. If we have, then they did it in a way that I never would be able to do myself. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm not Hollywood level, but, like, I've done enough production stuff that I can notice when stuff happens. And I was just like, I think this is all him. (laughs) Um, Favorite scene? That, yeah, for you, big I would, homie. I would say my favorite scene, uh, one of them would be when he started fighting his dad. And they, because earlier in the movie, they had said, uh, it was when I think it was his aunt teaching him, was like, you need to take from both sides, not just the one, the whole fist being open and whatnot. But when he starts basically dancing with his dad, he starts getting behind him and starts leading yeah. his punches away. Yeah, when he I starts thought, doing what the, the fight mom. with the mom yeah. was. I think that was a good scene. I really like that, the kind of just the callback and then yeah. also bringing it to fruition. Yeah. Do we uh, have yes? Any, he does do his own stunts. Do we have any problems? I don't understand what the problem was with I think Ben Kingsley is that his name? Yes. I I didn't see what the problem was. I thought he was appropriately used. I thought it was very one thousand percent. I agree. He started to be a bit much for me towards the very end of his stuff. I think like it was one of the things where like if it went over, it went over by like a joke. It's not like I was extremely tired and started groaning at his presence. I was say I. I uh, I, it was so spread apart the things that he did I thought was perfect I think that was my thing is where like you had that car ride with him where it was just a bunch of stuff right after the other and I was just like I'm kind of tired of this now by the time we get to like him playing dead I was back on board with it like yeah. like, yeah. like that was funny I liked that I think it was just like having that low edge like okay I'm not here to see Ben Kingsley can we move this along I know you guys you're telling me when he's teaching the kids how to play soccer you didn't pop no, like that kind outside. of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff was fun because that, that was stuff was funny. like a lot of like spread out stuff. I love that shit. But like when we first find him in the dungeon up to when we get to the village, he's just like always on screen in some capacity. He's definitely used as a plot device at that point. Yeah, and it's just kind of like which I that could be annoying. But yeah, it's just like this kind of a bit. Basically, so. 
bit much for me in two in a little space of time. Once we get to once we get to the village and his stuff starts to get spread out, I'm just like okay, you're giving me here's a Ben Kingsley thing. Now let's go do something that's important. Here's another Ben Kingsley thing. I wish I wouldn't have looked up the cash list before I went and saw the movie. Because I looked it up for something one time I was talking to you, and I yeah. looked it up and I was like, Zach, why is Ben Kingsley in the credits? <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have known. Because when you start it, hearing the moaning, I'm like, what is down yeah, here? Like, and then I, was clicked, like, I was like, Abomination oh, Deck? What the fuck? Ben Kingsley. And then it was Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Just chilling. He had long hair, which I love. makes sense, but I didn't expect. Uh, I was worried I wouldn't like Aquafina, and then I loved her for every second of the film. Yeah, especially the last scene. You guys were. Pants. You guys were talking about um, like how your favorite scenes were the fight scenes. The scene where they're Aquafina's his best friend. Or, yeah. Oh yeah. The scene where they're at her house. And the uh, grandma's oh, like, the grandma. when are you going to marry her? That, that, was, funny. <laughs> that was funny. I looked. These are one of those things that where I don't like to speak on them because I don't, I don't do Asian culture myself because I don't appropriate culture, but that's not the point. So I spent a lot of time on Reddit after this movie, seeing it, and a lot of that stuff is accurate to Asian, how, like taking off the shoes, paying yeah. respects to the people. Like a lot of it is all accurate to Asian culture, which is something that this movie needed to do right, in my yes. opinion. But I wasn't, I can't, that's one of the things where I can't really just speak on it myself because I'm just a white man. <laughs> also, the plane scene kind of banged with the stewardess. Oh my gosh. With Shut the beef your and mouth. the chicken and the vegetarian. Oh. That was, it was stupid, but it, it let Aquafina flex her funny. Yeah. Without it being ridiculous. Yeah. Like, let's do this now, not in the middle of a fight yeah. scene. We can get her quips in the fight scene, but I don't need her to be her Right in my face when yeah. Shang Chi's fighting Shinobi Striker, whatever that guy was. What? That's a problem I have. What was the deal with that dude? I think he was just there to be a badass to emphasize that it doesn't matter. Disappointing. I also don't know if he Wait. he didn't even have a name. Like I don't. Which one are you talking about? The guy that trained, trained him and then got sucked up. Oh, yeah. Immediately, I have no problem with that because we don't get his name anyway. He can just be the head badass. Like he's like the Death Giver or something. Yeah, like yeah, he's he, not ever focused on other than he gets the medallion at that one point. He trained Shang Chi. Yeah, he trained Shang Chi, so it's kind of like karma. I would have. I liked the final rush to the gate. I think I would have moved some people around and did that a tiny bit differently. What do you mean? Like, we get Shang Chi isn't fighting anyone important until he fights his dad. I would have had him fight the Death Giver for a bit, or have him be the one who chases his dad, and then the Death Giver drops down. Like, I don't actually think that's his name. It's Death something, the one who trained him. Like, just the more we worry about that character, the more I get worried that we have too many people in the movie to care about, to keep in mind. I don't think like there we were we were very close to there being too much going on, because we already have our four main characters. Or, I guess, essentially three main yes, characters. Yeah. You get Kingsley. You then have the aunt. We already had mom. We had dad. We had Razor Fist. We're getting to the point where you're loading us up with characters with names. I don't need any more. That's my point to where, like, by giving Shang-Chi that stuff, you also take a bit of focus away from the aunt doing things. Like, you can put the aunt in a fight because she's a badass. Why not? But, like, I just think that up until Shang-Chi meets his dad in the memorial room, we don't really see Shang-Chi doing anything that fight. Also... We didn't get a proper suit reveal, and I'm upset about it. I loved it, though. 
uh, when she pulls it out and shows out, I was literally that was cool. hanging on the girl. I was like, classic suit, classic <laughs> suit. I liked this. I liked being like, like gifts or whatever. But then like, we see it on him. He's just with the army and he's pulling it. I was like, we can't get like a moment. It's like, are you guys ready? And then like the two brought the siblings walk out and they're in. I'm like, just a little thing because I like a good suit reveal scene. Also, I love the way they did this movie. I, I, I need to talk about this because the whole time, I don't know if you guys heard me. I was like, how'd the mom die? How'd the mom die? I'm so happy we didn't get yeah. the full Shang-Chi as a kid. And we kind of just got that little bit in the beginning with like just how it was done was perfect. Not giving me everything right in the yeah. beginning with the, and just developing him throughout the movie was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I love agree the way that. that that was done. You, the, c- oh, you kind of learn about him the same way that his, the best friend does. Yeah, the same way yeah. Katie is learning. So, yeah, thank you. The same way that Katie does. So, like slowly as it goes on, yeah. I, that I, I enjoyed. Yeah, it I think as that's well. why I really liked Aquafina's character, Katie, is because it's almost like they put us. Katie was our grounded person. Yeah. As we're moving through this world Katie that we know nothing is just about, the, the vessel for the audience. Yes. Of like, you can understand this person. Okay. Favorite characters. I'm going to start with Wong. you. Wong. Wong. Okay. <laughs> Bobby? Razor fist. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not a bad pick. Uh, I did Razor not enjoy him. The ant. The ant. Okay. Yeah. Zach? I'm probably going to go with Shang-Chi himself. Okay. I want to change mine because Wong was definitely a joke answer, even though I love Wong. Okay. Uh, honestly, his dad. I, me and Garner are the same <laughs> yeah. Very when, good when character development. Very good character development. Yeah. Very good. I actor. genuinely Very thought good villain. Yes. I thought he was just an asshole for a minute, and but he's, he's not. not. You just get to see him slowly devolve and just care about his wife. Yeah. Like he's genuine. Like genuinely, after he meets the mom at the main gate, he's done being the traditional bad guy, and, to, and he becomes just I want to love this woman, and then he thinks he can love her again to the point yeah. where he would kill his son for it. The, point the where punch he's like, scene. He, he, he couldn't make another when he's fine with. <laughs> The son, when it happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then he takes him and he goes and murders all those people. All the way through that time where he's training him, he still loves his son. Like, there's no, there's no point where I'm like... Because, like, even when they show him when he's, like, stop punching the thing and he goes and yeah. he takes care of his hands. Like, the traditional bad guy just doesn't care. Yeah. You show that he cares all the way up to the point where they fight at the in the the secret village. And then he's like, you stood there and did absolutely nothing. That's th- at that point is when it breaks and he's like now he's lost at that point. And that hits even harder when yeah. a scene before Shang Chi was saying an almost exact same thing about him. Yeah, the fact that like we now get to the point where they both blame each other for the mom's death. That makes that makes the ending fight hit harder. Uh, and especially the ending. Oh my gosh, <sighs> it's just good. I, th- I do I get to take over now? <laughs> Have we hit the part of the movie where it's my part of the podcast? I mean, what do you got? Let's the kaiju fight! Yes. We got a dragon versus a yes, demon Yes, we fucking sucker. did. I was so excited. I was like, kaiju fight? Motherfucker <laughs> almost <laughs> ate that dragon soul. Bro, that dragon was getting right. And then that demon sucker was getting right. How do we feel about how the demon sucker died? That was pretty rough. I would not have would have been in that position. <laughs> He exploded. <laughs> he definitely had those rings. Okay, so go ahead, complain. What's your complaint? That river is purple now. <laughs> I could have done without the kaiju fight. 
Yeah, I agree. I think, like, it was cool as hell. It looked cool. Uh, The emotional climax of the movie had already happened by the time he was released. Like, the Mm -hmm. emotional climax of the movie was the fight with the dad at the gate. I get that this kind of falls under Chekhov's gun of you kind of showed the monster, you need to use the monster. But, like, it was really just we are going to have a big CGI villain at the end because reasons. Because we didn't have a villain. We did. No, for 80% of the movie, we don't have a villain. You don't even have a villain. You need to have an antagonist, and we had an antagonist. Mm. Yeah. No. I didn't trust the dad one bit. He was always the antagonist. There was like two scenes where (laughs) maybe you trust the dad. You don't trust the dad dad. because the movie portrays you to not trust the dad. That's how the antagonist works. That's that's an antagonist, yes. He's not an antagonist, though. Yes, it is. That is the definition of the antagonist. No. Tanner always wants the ERJB. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I, if the villain's not big, it's not a good villain. No, That's a, also, it pissed me off, not because of the movie, because the movie, because, like, even the big kaiju fight at the end, it was done well, it was actually, it looked cool, he dealt, Shang-Chi did a lot of cool things with the rings, and, like, that was clearly why it was there, to show off what he can do with the rings. Dragon Ball reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, well, it's that. The CGI was really good. Yeah. Why the fuck did Captain Marvel CGI fucking suck when it had a higher budget than this movie? Anyway, just just move it, just move on, just move on, just move on. I think you already said the reason why it was bad. You said the name of the character. Not just Captain Marvel, but like other times where we have really bad CGI in movies that have a higher budget than this movie, and the CGI was pretty much flawless throughout that entire big fight. Whole movie looked good. Yeah, but like you're not using CGI for the entire part of this movie because of stuff. But like, hey, bamboo forest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the forest is so cool. Yeah, the bamboo. But like to compare it to like, oh, the lion use bears. Black Panther that instead. Was, like, oh my the god, the lion point bears. Black Panther yeah, bad. is really it's bad. Really bad. But I, the lion bears. Yeah, but like all the CGI in this movie is fucking phenomenal. But the lion bears. What's the obsession? <laughs> I don't know. I just like the lion bear. You know what? I think it reminds me of a Digimon. I think that's why. Let's I say like I can't so lie. I understand the obsession with the lion bears. I, I popped when the one when the one guy took it and threw it to him. <laughs> They're like adorable too. Yeah, I get the obsession. They were sick. They're awesome. The dragon was cool. I love that the yeah. daughter actually also got to be a very important Prominent part in character. the kaiju fight. Yeah, yes. it's one of those things to where like they up Shang Chi about being like this mix of of what was like mix of like light and darker. The double king. Yeah. Yeah. The, the difference when like she's the same way because. <laughs> Did you guys? Did you guys see when the um, when they put all the lights out that um, the dragon made a yin yang symbol? Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. He did. I, he th- did I, thing. Thought, he I did just thought thing that's how front. those flow. Mm-mm. Well, yes, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, it's a, it's a common thing. Yeah, but it's sorry. I played well. But yeah, no, you just mentioned the symbol of the light and dark. I was just like, well, it, yeah. was, it was right there. <laughs> yeah, the yin yang stuff. Yeah, I just like that they also, because a lot of times when you have these chosen one things for that reason, they'll have a sibling that gets put off to the side, even though they have the same bloodline. So she's getting right. Yeah, it was nice that I love her weapon. Same. We we just don't see them often, and they're always really badass whenever one gets used. I have a question about that. Oh, sorry. You were saying? No, no, no. Go ahead. Are are they a practical weapon? Yes. (laughs) Are they actually? Yes, you can... There's a guy on TikTok who shows him or who yeah, shows it around, right. and he, he breaks right. like. Right. It's essentially a flail. Yeah. Okay. Blocks of ice but like just, this thick. He just cracks it right in half with them. Yeah. Yeah. So you do that flick, and it. It's crazy. insane. Need to give me that on Star Wars, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh! Imagine if you had a light fucking whip. Oh man. Yeah, that's why, because it's a very practical weapon, and we don't ever really see it used in movies and stuff. Okay, so it's yeah, really cool to see someone use it. All right. So. 
after that, we get to where they make fun of the girl for being there at dinner. Oh, that was... Where they feel, she feels like she's being antagonized, but they're just telling the truth. That's what one of my favorite scenes was. And then we get the the big long thing. Yes. Uh, He's like, come with me. (laughs) If you want to live. It was a good... I think that was a very good, like, vessel to, like, hint at where we could be going next. Yeah. The ring sending a message. Which I assume is the Makulan in space. Yeah, probably aliens. But, like, they also kind of make a point in saying... Bruce asks specifically if it's alien, or if it's Chitauri, and Captain Marvel is just like, it's not any alien tech I've seen. So maybe they are going a bit more mystical with it. I wouldn't be too upset, I don't think. Because we've changed the origins of the rings enough anyway that... Anybody else think it was it. weird that Strange wasn't there? Or is that just a me thing? He I expected be. Strange to be Strange to be there. Yeah. I think... Oh, no, no, no. I think they are him. taking place at the same time. This movie and... Um, and Far From Home. No Way Home. What, huh? No Way Home. No Way yeah, Home. Thank you, sorry. Wong leading Wong... in the No Way Home trailer, remember? Yeah, yeah but I, and I in the background, you can see that it is, um, is it China or, yeah. No. Hong Kong. No, Hong Kong. in San Francisco. No, he's talking about the one base. And that's neither of those. It's uh, Macau. Uh, it's the Macau. Thank you. Um, thank you. I thought we were talking about where Shang-Chi was from. No, where the, the fight club. San oh, okay. Yeah, no, well, he's going there, but also, there, in Shang-Chi, for the Ten Rings, I'm pretty sure, like, you can see that base in this in the little portal that Wong is leaving through in the... Uh, you mean no way the raft that he's taken Abomination to? No, I think he's talking about no, when no, no. through with Shang-Chi and Kitty. Yeah, I mean, they go to a sanctum. I was going to say... Yeah, I assume it, sa- assume it sounded like they were taking him to Comitage, but I don't know for sure. Could, yeah, that's fast. That's, I, that could be true. I just think it was a... I don't have a good story answer for it. The story answer is I think they just went to Comitage and Strange was at the New York Sanctum. But I think production-wise, I think we are tying so many things into a Doctor Strange movie that they wanted to make a point say this won't tie in by not putting Strange there. Okay. That's like my assume for the production side. Like, this isn't tying into Multiverse of Madness. We're not showing Strange because we know you will all think that. Okay. Which... It, we would have. So <laughs> it said the rings are sending a message, and you, do you guys think it's sending it to aliens? I don't know. That's I the origin of the rings. Have no idea. The origin of the rings are aliens. Yeah, the Makulan aliens. The, the Makulan rings. Uh, I think there's a good possibility that it might be a mystical origin here, just because we kind of see more of that from Shang Chi. Uh, they could still do alien. I'm kind of down for either. I would hold off on it, but I would do. For a sequel for Shang-Chi, I would deal more with the sister, and I would put the alien invasion thing off until we could have, like, a nice little team-up movie. But Is she a villain? She wanted to be Excellent an question. emperor. Yeah. That's what I want the sequel to be about. <laughs> uh, I don't. The thing was... In a base way. It, it, it was like, the Ten Rings will be back. But it didn't say Shang-Chi will be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, are we getting a Ten Rings movie? Also, she was definitely running an illegal underground fight club. Yeah. Yes, she was. <laughs> just, I really just to point yeah. that out. She can be a villain, but I don't want to see them fight at all. Why not? I just think it's boring. I just don't think it makes for a good movie. But you don't have any siblings. Uh, it also, they... 
They've already grown their relationship to like each other. Also, right? Shang-Chi would kick her ass right now. Shang-Chi would have kicked her ass to begin with. Sheesh. Yes. <laughs> if she didn't spend the first half of the fight... I mean, like, technically speaking, speaking, she has a way... I mean, like, obviously, right now, he smokes her, but... Yeah. Not just for not just for ten rings reasons, but, but for the training arts. at the camp re- tra- training yeah. at the village reasons. Like she got the whip back, but or the flail back, but he got the martial arts training to fight the ten rings. That Sanji, you give the hand. Okay. Yeah. But I don't want that to be his next movie. Yeah. No, 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 no. She can be like a non, just kind of like what she is in this movie. She's not particularly good. She's not particularly bad. We go there. She helps us because they're related. And she can keep doing her illegal shit, and we just don't say nothing. Yeah. Now that that works, I she doesn't need to be a villain. Yeah, I've seen her fight the forces of evil already. I don't need it. The forces of her dad, of demons. Well, no one wants demons around. I'm talking about inner demons. Got you, damn! You saw that? I lobbed it up. I like, ah! I put my Jordan on. It's got tacks in it. Yeah. It's got um, tacks so, in it. What else did we not touch on? Or is that everything? Uh, there's some mid-stuff in the movie we didn't go too deep into. A lot of stuff in the background of the Fight Club. There was legit just someone with Extremis doing things. Yeah, that was, yeah. A lot of Iron Man 3 references to this movie, and yeah. if we're being honest, fair. <laughs> Good-ass movie. Well, because I had actually just watched Iron Man 3 uh, the night before seeing that movie, and I was like, that's that shit. Yeah. And then, uh, that's that guy. <laughs> Wait. Just just a theory. If she's taking the mantle of the Mandarin and The Clementine. The Clementine. <laughs> and um Tony Stark's daughter is gonna take up the she's not. iron whatever she's it's gonna be. I don't think so. Or or if, if we or if we get an iron lad, do you think that then they will fight? No, Since because if I don't think we're getting Iron Lad because I just think we would have gotten it already. And uh, Morgan Stark. I also Stark, don't think she's becoming the Mandarin. Yeah. I think she's going to run the Ten Rings organization. Yeah, and Morgan Stark is like five. So. Fair. <laughs> uh, and also we're getting Riri. Yeah, and we're getting Riri. Yeah, so. Wakanda forever, yeah. so. Yeah, I think don't we already have we already have an ironclad superhero coming, and I don't think she's gonna mix it up with the Ten Rings. I think we're gonna keep the Ten Rings a Shang Chi thing. Okay. Like we might see some outer stuff happen because it's just gotta. It's a worldwide organization. We're gonna see stuff from them here and there, but as yeah, far as like actual being in the plot, I think it's just gonna be a Shang Chi thing. Yeah. Or you know maybe they'll take over the world or something. I don't know. I find it very weird that Marvel can put out a movie, a a non super powered, powered, superhero movie, with a shadow organization, two different versions of it, and one be very mid, and then one be fantastic. Just find that to be very weird. Is it? <laughs> Just. What I'm hearing is... I just wanted a reason to shit on Black Widow. Well, I was going to say, what I'm hearing is that Simu Liu makes movies good. <laughs> That's what I heard. He has on that Shang-Chi album with all the tracks, he has a song that he sings at the very end. I love it. Oh, Wong at the <laughs> karaoke thing was so yes. good. Oh the Hotel God. California thing was so good. Her doing that... Now, see, that was perfect. Letting her yeah. do her little funny things. 
Yeah. And then letting her do the, she started singing it on the, yeah. on the, the scaffolding. scaffolding. Set up, so follow good. through. Yes. Love that. Joke. Love the second every part of it. <laughs> but yeah, so. I think we're also going to see, if not in the next movie, whenever the alien, whenever the Makulan comes, whenever the, whatever the ring's calling out to comes, I think we're going to see a power boost in the rings. That he gets 10 more rings on his feet? That's what I want. I was going to say no, but I think I want that, but I want them to be on his upper arms instead. He just, eventually he gets a whole suit of rings. I was just about to say that he gets the neck rings. He just gets a whole suit of rings. Does suit of rings Peyton Manning end. with the seven rings? <laughs> you mean Tom Brady? Tom Brady, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I don't care. Right now, the rings are kind of emulating an item that Shang-Chi gets in the comics that Tony yeah. Stark makes. Right now, they're emulating that. I would love to see the rings get a chance to be how powerful the ten rings get to be. I, one thing I want going forward... And that can be a trilogy ender, and then yeah. we can reset Shang-Chi a bit. I want Shang-Chi and Peter Parker to do things. That's all I want. Yes. All I want is the, what is it called, the form of the spider? Yes. The Where he teaches him his own uh, martial arts style? Yeah. That's all I want. That's one of my favorite Shang-Chi things ever. Also, would love it if uh, we got Iron Fist in on the action somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The things I dislike is how many people like Iron Fist and how good Iron Fist is, but Tanner just doesn't give a shit. I, like, I like Iron Fist. The fighting in that show if is... I, get, I don't mean the show. I mean okay. the character. If I get Iron Fist, I want Luke Cage before I get Iron Fist. I think you can put it's, Iron it's Fist... Only, it's literally my, my only dislike for Iron Fist is because people want him more than Luke Cage. And it's just because I'm... Yeah, it's literally just bias. So, like, I have nothing to stand on. It's just, okay. I just think it's easier to put Luke... To put, not Luke Cage, to put Iron Fist in... Movie. Yeah, to like get him into a Shang-Chi movie and then like obviously I would just like a Heroes for Hire show. That's just what I would want in the end. But I think it's just it's easier to use Shang-Chi as a vessel to like get Iron Fist in because we're already tackling mystical if Kung Fu cities. If she is not Luke Cage's lawyer, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> we're already tackling mystical martial arts cities. I don't see why we can't do Kung Lao in the sequel. Yeah. Kung Lao. We're crossing over Mortal Kombat? Is that not the Iron Fist city? I know Kung Lao is the guy with the razor hat from Mortal Kombat. That is all I know. When you say Kung Lao, that's what I think. It very much could be, because it's also... It might be, like, a syllable off. Hold on. Oh. I think it's... I don't know how to pronounce this, and I don't want to pronounce it wrong. K apostrophe U-N dash L-U-N. Kunlun? Kunlun. Kunlun. Okay. It's Kunlun. <laughs> Alright. Anything else anybody else wants to say? Comment on anything? Yeah, um, what fucking, what was the fucking Soul Eater shit? Like, we can talk <laughs> about a, that? That's a thing in comics. It's uh, the Deep Dark Dweller or something. It's a mystic thing. Well, since mystic the one so. is dead. What? The one big guy is dead. Are there more of them? Uh, I don't no, know. I think that was it. But that just kind of seems like he seems really underpowered if Shang-Chi just comes in and wrecks his shit. That's what I'm or saying. Or that they village they locked him in there in the first place. They also said the rings have the power to break the gate. Yeah. like that's So just... if it's power enough to ho- to break the thing that's holding him back, he was also very low powered because he didn't have that many souls. Because he's been sitting there for yes. centuries. Yeah. So I would assume we literally probably got the weakest version of that thing we probably would have seen. So how did he get a hold of the dad? What do you mean? In his head. How did he get in his head? Mystic shit. 
his debut. Yeah. But he said it was related to the rings. But then you're saying the rings come from aliens. So now she, they just know that the rings, that had, the the rings had the power. Okay. That's, That's what it sounded like. Yeah, like okay. yeah, they just sought out what could break them out. Again, the rings could also just end up being mystical here, mm. and I wouldn't be too upset okay. because I think that actually makes more sense for Shang-Chi for them to be mystic-based. Uh, they're just... Their comic book origins is that they're alien, but their comic book origins also aren't tied with Shang-Chi. So, like... Yeah. yeah. Wait, so where do the rings come from? They're actually just, like, hand rings. Yeah. They all have, like, different... Like, one opens, like, black holes. One, like, yeah. turns something completely to ice and shit. Like, one yeah. shoots, one yeah, shoots that, a the fireball. comic book rings are actually sick as hell. Yeah. yeah. I still like the comic book rings more, but these are also sick as hell. Yeah. That's why, like, I, do, I was saying where I would love to see, like, a power boost where we get something more akin to them. The underground ring scene goes hard. When he shoots him into the ground, that was sick. Yeah. I just want to mention that. We also just have access to another dimension now as Do well. We? What dimension? That was a portal to another yeah. dimension. Yeah. Where they were held, where the scales were. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> this universe has Doctor Strange in it. New dimensions just happened, man. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. He also like, got intro to a new dimension in it, man. Like, I, it happens. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're yeah. going to just keep getting them and getting them. It's not that big of a deal yeah. anymore. It used to be. Was it? Yeah. It threw... Well, yeah, it's like... You said Loki like... show, we got a new dimension. Like you said, Ant-Man, we got a new dimension. I remember it was big when we got the Quantum Realm in Ant-Man. And yeah. then Doctor Strange broke it open with a bunch of stuff. And we were all yeah. just like, cool. It didn't matter. I would <laughs> yeah. say, like, after Doctor Strange, like, any new dimension just kind of seems to... Yeah, kind of. Just because we've already been introduced that, like, there's this expanse multiverse of dimensions. Yeah. that are just kind of like, cool. Like, I guess it's good to note, but we're probably not going to see any use for it outside of Shang-Li. Uh, Shang outside of Shang-Chi or maybe Iron Fist again. It could be. Yeah. That could be how we get Kung Lung. That'd be cool. Yeah, it fits the bill. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Abomination it was in this movie. Abomination looked cool as hell in this movie. Yes, he did. They gave us a good close-up close of him <laughs> roaring, and it looked beautiful. And then I'm pretty sure him and Wa him and Wong staged that fight. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, we're on his punches. <laughs> As they're walking out, it sounds like that they staged it to make money. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. That made me lose my shit when he fucking circled open and he got hit with his own punch. That, that shit was hard as hell. I loved after the fight between the siblings when they're in her office. Aquafina just walks up with a bunch of money, and Shang Chi's just like, "Where'd you get that money? Did, did you bet against me?" <laughs> The com the comedy of this movie was really well balanced yes. with everything else, which scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. When we got that, when we got the airplane scene, I was just like, "That was funny. This could be a problem." Yeah. But it wasn't a problem, and I'm happy it wasn't a problem. Yeah. But yeah, that's my only thing is I think uh, the kaiju fight. The kaiju fight is like my main thing of just like this could have been anywhere else or not done at all, and it wouldn't have changed the movie that much. It really only served to watch Shang-Chi use the rings and do some cool stuff because he just got them. Which... We also knew that the, the village is based off the power of a dragon and you're not going to mention a dragon and yeah. not bring us the dragon. Yeah, I think like, I was just kind of also, I think if Shang-Chi used a dragon to beat his dad, that would have been corny as hell. Yeah. It, it felt a yeah. lot like we weren't thinking about Chekhov's gun when we first set him and now we have to use him so we're going to have a big thing at the end. And, like, there's, like, a thing with Marvel movies where they do that sort of thing a lot is where we just get a random CGI monster at the end for the hero to beat. And I don't need it sometimes. I needed it here. Him fighting his dad was... I, I, I just... Where we were building to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was too much. I'm not saying it was too much. 
but like it's just felt redundant. Yeah, like the the yeah. the climax had happened. We were there. The, we're at the end of the movie. Oh my God, soul sucked. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's just Tuesday here, partner. It's Monday. That's why he's got plans tomorrow night. Oh. Sheesh. <laughs> Alright. You good? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're about done. Yeah, I th- that sounds like it's it. Uh, this movie was very good. I'm glad that it's almost... You know what this makes me really excited for? What? Blade. Yeah. Next Blade's movie... going to be really good. Next movie up is Eternals, though. <sighs> Which one? That looked pretty good. That's fucking sick. I told you this movie was going to be good as hell. Any this movie needs to be good. It's got to be good. If it's not good, I'm never getting what I want. <laughs> We're slowly getting there. I got an abomination of this movie. All I just keep moving forward. It can't be bad. It's like if it's bad, I'm going to cry. It's like if it's bad, I'm never going to get the things that I want. Zach, like, look at me. It's going to be good. Stop laughing. It'll be good. But it, at least it seems like that Shang-Chi is on track to make what Disney is going to consider this movie to be a success with. Yes. Which is 90 million. We are almost there just off the domestic. I don't remember if that was domestic What a great experiment. Fuck that guy. CEO of Disney. Fuck that guy. Is that what he said? Yeah, he yep. called the movie an experiment. Hmm. Well, the movie is doing really well. Yes. And it'll probably continue to do really well because it's also just a good-ass movie. Yes. Which helps. All right. I think this is where we give our ratings for it because we didn't do that yet. Yes. Starting with Bobby. Out of 10. Out of 10? I'd give it an 8. Zach? Based off first viewing, haven't seen it a second time, I would actually give it a 9. I'm going to go with 8. I agree. I'm going to go 8.5. I don't want to... No, I'm not. I'm going at 8. I don't want to rate it too high in case I go back and see the movie, and then I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's just very underwhelming. As a first movie, or as a first viewing in the theater... Very fun. Very yeah. good. Very fun. And this is even better than the fact where I think this is a great, if you've never seen a Marvel movie before, this is yeah. a you good can one just to go start and say on. it. Yep. It's not, you can go and say it. There's not, we don't, besides maybe the post credit scene that talks about some stuff, most everything in the movie is just very plot relevant yeah. to things we established in the movie. There, again, like there's a lot of Iron Man 3 references, but anything you need to know about, he just tells you at the table. But if it's, your, says, first, if it's your first Marvel movie, you just leave before the credits because you don't even fucking know. Exactly. That's fair. Just saying. You probably know. It's pretty ingrained in culture at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. But just, like, because I was talking to one of my friends and they haven't seen a Marvel movie since, like, Phase 2. And I was just like, go see it. You'll be fine. Good-ass movie. Yeah. Like, they... Nothing outside of an offhanded reference here or there yep. really ties it to the Marvel Universe at all. Until the end, of course. Because it even feels different. Yes. Which... Which... Yeah, honestly. <sighs> We're getting there. We're getting there. There's a Doctor Strange sequel coming. He's also in No Way Home for at least that one scene. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Movie's going to be good. God, I hope so. It's going to be goaded. It'll be good. It'll be goaded. I think it's going to be good. I'll enjoy myself. Yes, I will enjoy myself. Yes, that's a definite. I genuinely don't think that movie has a chance to be as good as this movie. Not even close. <laughs> I don't. I'm fully expecting to come here and put it, make it a 6 out of 10. But I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it either way. Yeah. Blasphemy. Uh, 
think there's a lot. Zach is really worried about it because it's going to be really busy and it's going to be trying to do a lot and not a lot of time. I think it's going to succeed. I think it's going to. I also think it's going to succeed, but I also don't think the movie. It's going to succeed financially. It's going to be a hit. I. I'm saying, I just don't think it's going to be as good as Shang Chi. I think yeah. Shang Chi. No, I agree better. with that. I don't think it'll be as good as Doctor Strange. I don't think it'll be as good as Civil War. I. I but it'll be yeah. a fine movie. It'll be a fine B tier, middle of the MCU. Yeah. We'll enjoy ourselves because how would you not? Yeah. With it, all it, of it these, with all home. of these references and people coming back, how would you yeah. not? say we're past references? <laughs> As I say, we're it, it's gonna be we get we get all the old guys. Yeah. I can't wait to get Green Goblin, but actually Green Goblin. I bet you he doesn't have the suit and he's actually all green and shit. You think? I get, that's gonna that's my that's my take. I think we're gonna get OG Green Goblin. You think that's why they haven't showed us Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Low key. Yeah. Is yeah. it Willem Dafoe? Or? Yeah, I it's got to be. It was That's his what laugh. That sounds like. Yeah. What do you think of? There's things going around where, and obviously we just know who it is because this is a really dumb thing to be insane about on the internet. But when the screen goes black in the trailer and it says, "Be careful what you wish for, Parker," people apparently aren't sure who that is. Because it's Mephisto. Dummy. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> it's Mephisto. Dummy. People are saying like, "Is that Harry? Is that James Franco?" I hear. Is it? And I'm just like, "That's Cumberbatch." It's strange. It's also low key. I don't know. I don't know if people are making a big deal of this. He definitely emphasizes in the beginning of the trailer for him to not call him strange, and then he calls him Parker. Is that not weird to anybody? Because that doesn't really make sense to me. For him to be like, we're kind of on a first name basis. He makes the joke that it's weird for him to call him Steven. but he definitely comes in and he's like. Peter, what do I do with pleasure? I and wonder, then for him to call him Parker, I think is a little weird. Maybe because he calls him Peter, it's a bit weird. Uh, I read the Don't Call Me Strange thing as his like code name is Doctor Strange. It'd be like him calling him Spider-Man. That's just how I read it. The fact that he calls him Peter, though, I do see what you're saying. There. Yeah, that, that's a little... I just think that's a little... Because you never know with Marvel. They throw these little things at you that you don't really think about until after you... See the they're also, known, like, oh, they're also known to just to making their trailers. completely misdirect you, so yeah. this could be... That's why I just, like, I... As fun as overanalyzing a trailer is... Yeah. It'd be like, think about all the things that Hulk will do in Infinity War. Uh, please, uh, Zach. I, I had a good time. I was having a good time. Zach, I am not sure that that is Doctor Strange. And we're gonna end here. <laughs> yeah, Thank it. you for watching. Thank you for watching. If you wanna hit, uh... If you would have, I don't know. I can't even do the socials. It's like, so, the, the socials are easy. Hell, it's at Cap. Those are mine. The socials are at Kaiju and Comics. Twitter and Instagram. Mine are at Cap Zach Young. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know the deal. At Robert Williams Official. It's at Bobby Williams Official, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Man. Imagine not knowing. After I've said it So all how many summer. of your friends have gone to your live performances, Bobby? Uh, zero, because nobody loves me. Zero? <laughs> Thank Zero! You, thank you for coming. <laughs>